22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. In life, there are very few constants to rely on. The sun rises in the east and sets in the west. Washing dishes every day may make your hands all dried up. Mexican food will have you very leery about the long train ride home. In-laws will annoy the fuck out of you. And our show will pop up on your device ready to greet you. Welcome to the one week delayed edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 99. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and as always, I'm accompanied by the man who holds the record for the most words used on the show, all time, because that's why we officially uh, call him the wordsmith, we call him run-on man, we call him the vocab whore, but you guys just know him as MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. It's toe-tappingly tragic. Wow. And you went with a short one, too? <laughs> yep. Just to disprove you. Bender? Uh, Zoidberg. I never get him. You I never get him. Never get him. <laughs> and the funny thing is that um, we never look at each other's notes, so the fact that that worked out like that is pretty funny. <laughs> and joining me, the other voice you just heard, joining us in his usual spot is the man who holds the record for the least amount of words said on the podcast. Because of this, we've called him Word Miser or um, Senior Dead Air, but everyone else knows him as RT Square Ralph the Tech. You know, the other day I had an epiphany. If I had a dollar for every girl that found me unattractive, they would find me attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. I can't even lie to you. So you wait for 99 episodes to do, to do a good one? That's good. I told you before. It's in there. <laughs> you sound like you said that before. I told you before. It's in there. <laughs> Stop asking me. It's in. <laughs> and she replied, that's not it. <laughs> that's my belly button. <laughs> In me? <laughs> <laughs> wow. It feels like episode 69 all over again. <laughs> episode 69. Oh, fuck that. That's Tom. I ain't even, I ain't getting no shout outs to Tom. All right. So today, first, we're going to briefly discuss the new Marvel series called The Champions. Then we'll return to the X universe and we'll, as we discuss the newest Wolverine solo movie called Logan. But first... Here he is. Look at him, standing there all smug and knowing. I'm sitting down. <laughs> Look at him, sitting there, all smug and, and knowing. Why, you might ask? Because he has a large serving of something to share with you all. And that something is the quick news. And now, the quick news with Michael Finance Guy and Ralph and Kat. Well, 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 it's time for me again. And we're just going to get right into it. <laughs> All right. Dead. All right. The Grim Reaper is keeping busy this year. <sighs> if only he would swing by the White House. Uh, but I digress. <laughs> All righty. Richard Hatch, actor best known as Captain Apollo on the original Battlestar Galactica TV series, died February 7th. He was 71 years old. I'm bringing it up now because I forgot to mention that on the last quick news. All right. Uh, Al Jarreau, jazz singer, died February 12th. What? He was Al 76. Died? Yep. Oh, shit. How do you not yeah. know this? How do you not, how do you not know Al Jarreau? <laughs> how do you I not, know Al Jarreau. You don't know Al Jarreau. I know Al You didn't even know Ella Cool J. He's ahead. thinking Al Jazeera. <laughs> uh, George the Animal Steel, pro wrestler, mm-hmm. died February 16th. He was 79. Perfect. Bill Paxton, actor, died 20, uh, February 25th. He was 61. And all heads bow low for the Monopoly Thimble, beloved game token, <laughs> taken away from us on February 16th. It was 82. Nobody no! played with it anyway. I love the thimble. I always, really? I was always you, do. you can always put it on a finger while you were waiting. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I was always either the car or the pony 
you know, or the dog. I still like being the dog. The dog was cool. Yeah, I like being wow, wow, the wow, thimble because no one picked the thimble. It was. I felt like it was the underdog, and the underdog always wins. Well, I always felt bad. Like I had to take the thimble. I'm usually playing with my mom or my sister when I was growing up, and I kind of felt like it was just telling them to go sew something. <laughs> You're a woman. Do something. Here's a thimble for you, <laughs> and an iron for you. I forgot about the iron as well. Is the iron to go next? Um, I don't know. Is the iron still there? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I, from what I know, it is. Yeah. They made quite a few changes, but anyhow, so those, those you, are all the deaths. Not if you play the Star Wars edition one. Yeah, wow, that's a that's a lot of death. And Bill Paxton caught me off guard. I mean, George was old, was, was hitting eighty, so right. I understand. And I, I'm surprised by Aldro also, but Bill Paxton. I mean, you know, yeah. they said he was well, that only, was out of the blue, and they said that he's the only guy that was killed by an alien, a predator, and um another an, another sci-fi. Um, oh, what else was he killed by? Alien predator. I'll look it up later on. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm trying to think of the other one he would have been. Yeah, three. It's, it's, it's oh, wow. three. So yeah, so very interesting. But yeah, heads hang low for all those guys. I mean, you know, hope you know they did a lot of work. So yeah. On to some happier news, yeah. maybe. Well, it's hard to keep a good villain down, or at least off the TV screen. Uh, when he returns from his winter hiatus in April, Gotham will bring Rachel Gould to the troubled city as the force behind the Court of Owls. Ah. Yes. Wait, what? Yeah, he's the force behind the Court of Owls. Mm. Uh, Alexander Siddig from Star Trek Deep Space Nine will play the third live-action iteration of the famous eco-terrorist. DC's official description of the character for Gotham is, quote, with his past shrouded in mystery, Rachel Ghul uses cunning and deception to lay waste to his foes. As the leader of an international criminal organization known as the League of Shadows, Rachel Ghul will prove himself to be Bruce's most dangerous adversary yet, end quote. Now, I'm going back to this word adversary. If Rache can't kill a 14-year-old boy, he needs to just leave the League of Shadows and join the 80s pop group, the Human League. I mean, come on. How can you be an av- How can a 14-year-old boy be your adversary? <laughs> I'm, have you seen Home Alone? That's true. Have you seen Damian I, Wayne? Have you seen Macaulay Culkin now? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> ah! Half Poor the world man. thinks he's dead. Yeah. Half and the world he's part of, thought so. He's, he's part of that world. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh man, so Rachel Gould's gonna be part of Gotham. Yeah. And um the only thing I feel like they've done well is um um the um, Joker. The, the, the pseudo Joker. Yeah, Jeremy. Yeah, um, Jeremy? Jerome. Jerome, sorry. Jerome, yeah. So that's the only thing. So I'm interested to see how they do with Rachel Gould. And, and I think the best one has always been um uh shoot, um Liam Neeson. Yeah. Yeah, so far I think he's at least truer to the character. Yeah. Um I thought the Riddler was pretty good. Well, yeah, I, mean, I do Nygma. like. The I finally yeah. have gotten to like the villain. I hated him before he, until he had that crack, and he finally just snapped. Yeah, I couldn't stand him. But like once he became much more of the Riddler character, I've grown to like him a lot more. I'm, I'm gonna have to like, catch yeah. up on that. And mess with the penguin. The penguin just seems like a little pussy. Yeah, well, this time they've written him very different this season. So we'll see what comes, what happens when he comes back. Yeah. Oh, Ed, Ed, I love you, Ed. What else you got there, Mike? Scientists say the universe is expanding. And nowhere is it truer than Greg Berlanti's TV superhero universe. The brain behind CW's Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl now has another series in the works. Berlanti's Black Lightning was turned down by Fox, but has been given the green light at CW. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, the official description of the series reads, quote, He made his choice. He hung up the suit and his secret identity years ago. But with a daughter hell-bent on justice and a star student being recruited by a local gang, he'll be pulled back into the fight as the wanted vigilante and DC legend Black Lightning, end quote. The series will be written and executive produced by husband and wife duo Salim and Mara Brock Ackley. So far, Black Lightning will star Cress Williams as Jefferson Pierce, uh, China Ann McCain as Jennifer, and Nafisa Williams as Anissa. No premiere date has been set for the series. Hmm. I'm not surprised that Fox passed it up. 
Wait, is how many black people are there? <laughs> we'll pass. <laughs> in this social climate, I, I can definitely see that. But also because I feel like Berlanti's stuff works better on CW than it did on CBS. I yeah. don't know if it's a budget thing. or oh, Yeah, it could be. But, I mean, I, I, I can't wait to see it. I just feel like now CW is only superhero stuff. Yeah, I mean, but again, it'll be a while because um, there is no date. It's not like it's coming out even mentioned next year. I mean, it might come out next year, but we don't know. Yeah, if, if they ever cancel Supernatural or maybe the 100, maybe they'll put it in oh, that well, slot. We know Supernatural's already extended. Yeah. Plus 30, so we're not, we know it's not or, going anywhere next or year. Or cancel Arrow. Oh, what's up? Why, that? What's that Why are you hating point? me? What the hell is up with Arrow, Arrow, Arrow's not been... Uh, has not this been season's a, really this, good. Eh, it's all right. Really? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm really enjoying this season. Listeners, I regret to inform you this will be the last episode that the Cap will be on for after this, I will murder him. <laughs> well, no, we'll let him show up and we'll let him talk, but we'll just turn off the mic. <laughs> Cancel. How I'm, dare you? Cancel Arrow. Now you put that out in the universe. It's going to get canceled. How dare you? No, no. You're the motherfucker who gets shit canceled. But I never yeah, say that's it. by watching it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's been watching it there. I never put it out in the universe. It, 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 it's, it's, you know, um, what do you call it? It's far too soon? Yeah. I'm, I'm just looking forward to, like, whenever I, you know, they start getting the cancellation stuff in because I'm going to be combing that for APB. <laughs> APB. How and, dare and what's you, the other, sir. What's that other joke show with the doctor? Which one? Oh, um, um... The one with the, the, the one with the, the genius doctor. Oh, real genius. No, 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 pure, no, pure genius. Pure genius. There you go. That's pure another genius. one I'll be looking for. Purely canceled. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> All right. So do you dare to have any more news? Oh, yes. All righty. This is good news. Stranger Things fans. Yes. I have amazing news. After months of personal investigation, bribing executive producers, and performing unspeakable acts while undercover at a local circus. You can't speak with your mouth as well. Go ahead. Exactly. I now know where the upside down world leads. Although the method is unknown, it seems that those dragged from 1983 Indiana and into the upside down, they wind up in 2017 Riverdale. Viewers of the CW's latest oversex teen angst drama were treated to Barb's butterface in episode three of the hit series. No. Now calling herself Ethel Muggs, Barb has abandoned her previous denim on denim on denim ensemble <laughs> for a modern good girl outfit that still elicits sympathy. It just goes to prove that old saying, you can take the prude out of 1983, but she can't find flattering plus size clothes 34 years later. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Who needs Eva Mendez? We have Barb. <laughs> but we all love Barb. <laughs> it's funny how many references to Barb there are now. Everywhere. In, like, She's got her own pop figure now. And it looks great. Yeah. Is it, is it like a, a milk carton also? A milk carton also <laughs> Where's Barb? Nobody cares. Why did you say like that milk carton? What? What are you talking about? I said milk carton. He's a milk carton. Yeah. Did I say carton? I said, he said carton. carton. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said carton. It was, cool. it was filled with his cool whip. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to like get his seat ready for cloche. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about for people who are hearing the podcast for the first time, check back some of the earlier episodes. Don't Not check back early. to those early episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you will regret it. Start from episode 10. Yeah. Is, is that what we tell everybody nowadays? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Last but not least, on the last episode of As the DC Superhero Movie Turns, Ben Affleck had stepped down as director of the upcoming solo Batman feature film for which he also serves as lead character and Matt Reeves was high on the list of directors to replace Affleck. Since then, Reeves entered into negotiations with Warner Brothers Studios and almost immediately talks broke down between the parties with Reeves walking away. Around the same time, rumors began circulating that Affleck no longer wanted to portray the Dark Knight. But in less time than it took to snatch the Oscar from La La Land and give it to Moonlight, 
Reeves is once again at the helm of the Batman film, and Fat Fleck is reportedly squeezing into his Bat Spanx for a solo project. So, tune in next time when you'll hear, No, Diego, you must not shoot Jaime. He is not only mi amante, but he is also your comatose ex-wife's hijo and your abuelo. You gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> it's just a soap opera. <laughs> DC films are just a soap opera. I don't know what's up with that. You fucking people planned that shit out. <laughs> but, it, but but going back to what you're saying, absolutely. I mean, it's been a lot of back and forth like with, with the past all their stuff. Yeah, and and it's funny because they they were trying to make such strong statements that they could overtake Marvel as the the, the, the leader in, in superhero movies, and they can't even get one movie down. No. And when they do get one movie down, it's not even good. Yeah, I I really I mean. Yes, do I want it to be good? Yes, but I cannot imagine what The Flash is going to come out like. Well, The Flash, does, I mean, did they, I'm trying to think, they, they did get another writer, right? Um, well, they're supposedly, whoever has been hired, like, has been given permission to do a page one rewrite. Yeah, that, that basically means rewrite everything if you want to, you know. I think it's more uh, like, please, please rewrite it. Come on. Yeah, but how do you green light something and they're like, yeah, our script is really shitty, but let's move forward with it until we decide to have some drama and then get someone else in to rewrite it. Because <laughs> they're trying to beat Marvel. Yeah. And they've already introduced the Marvel Flash. will be done making movies. It's kind of like it's kind of like running a race, and you're trying to change your clothes at the same time. You're gonna trip over yourself when you get to the pants part, and, and you're gonna be running around with your dick swinging around. <laughs> not if or, not, or not if you don't. The kind of dick you have. Not if you jump up in the air, put your pants on quickly, and then land. And then you're gonna end up zipping it into it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> beans over Franks. Yes, so, that's all, <laughs> so that's all our quick news. Something about Mary. <laughs> is uh, that, that is all the quick news I have. All right, Ralph, you have any quick news? Besides well, you. Well, Mike took what I was going to say, so it's all right. Which one? The Black Lightning thing. Why do you sound so, like, like surprised and disheartened at the same time? It's a gift. <laughs> to sound disheart- disheartened and surprised? Yes. So it's syphilis, but we don't want it. <laughs> Some people's dates are like that, too. <laughs> I, that's not anybody here at this table, but you know who you are. <laughs> you were looking for a button to say, fuck you. Yeah. There it is. It, it, fuck you. Oh, I, I had to remind him where the button was. Yeah. What kind of tech do we have? <laughs> All right. And I know I have no, no, no. Top news. flight tech. That's what you Shit got. It. Top flight security. <laughs> That's like, right. Like, like in Friday. Same company. Shit. It. <laughs> All right. So our first order of business is to briefly discuss the new Marvel series champions. And with a synopsis, is MFG Mike the finance guy? Yes. Yeah, oh, just make sure, <laughs> making sure. Ninety-nine episodes. I'm still not sure. That's that's sad. <laughs> it's like marriage. Nothing <laughs> marriage is sad. Wow. Unexpected. Well, you heard it here, Gigi. <laughs> <laughs> marriage is sad. No. Stop the presses. Headlines. Here you go. Meaning marriage the unexpectedness, sad. no matter how long something's going, mm-hmm. is sad. No. <laughs> so Stop. the longer this marriage goes on, the sadder it gets. <laughs> the longer you keep trying to dig a hole in me, the more me living on your couch. <laughs> It's a good couch, though. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, I have fallen asleep on it. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, just go ahead before All we go right. like two hours. <laughs> All right, Champions is the latest incarnation of the Marvel Comics team of the same name. The original team was written by uh, Chris Claremont, Tony Isabella, and Bill Mantlo, with art by John Byrne, Bob Hall, Don Heck, and George Tuska, and ran for 17 issues from October 75 to January of 78. The team consisted of Angel, Black Widow, Dark Star, Ghost Rider, Hercules, and Iceman. That is a whack job team. <laughs> I remember hating that, 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 that team, man. Yeah. a whack job team. All right. Um, but the new champion's title is written by Mark Wade and drawn, drawn by Umberto Ramos and began its run 41 years after its prede- predecessor um, in October of 2016. The new team consists of the teenage superheroes Ms. Marvel, Spider-Man, Nova, Hulk, Viv Vision, and Cyclops. Now for a synopsis. In Marvel's 
616 universe where all the grown-up superheroes are big doo-doo heads and keep treating each other mean, the latest, aka currently popular, teen heroes have branded together to form a group that will meet out justice with too much with not without too much harm to villains, excuse me. Tackle today's racial, ethnic, uh, religious hate crimes with overly simplified optimism. It will offer cleanup after a big villain battle and just generally try not to be douchebags to the people that need help. Plus, they have lots of hashtags from friends. With bright, vibrant artwork and a 54-year-old male, uh, white male's version of multi-ethnic hip teen conversation, the champions are eager to make the world a little more united and a little less scary. Mm-hmm, okay, so let's get into it. Champions, um, I, do we press the spoiler button for this? I mean, sure. sure. It, we Warning. Work. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. And our spoiler button is brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. So let's get into it. Champion, what were we going to say, Rob? I saw you leaning into the mic. I was just getting ready. Oh, okay. Um, another. Once again, we have another team book from Marvel that bans a group of unlikely teammates together to stop evil. How is this group different from the other groups that are out there? Because you have Guardians, you have, I mean, you've had Fantastic Four in the past, you've had groups of X-Men. How is this group different than the other groups? It's Benetton with powers. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, that, that is what they went for. I mean, Ms. Marvel is Pakistani, Spider-Man is half black, half uh, Puerto, Puerto Rican. Rican. Uh, Nova is, well, he's just white and puny and, and has outer space stuff. Hulk <laughs> is Korean, is he? Is yeah. It, I, yeah, he's yeah, Korean. Korean yes. um, Viv Vision is a robot and everything. <laughs> A synthesoid. Right, a synthesoid. There you go. Which also just means that it really has no particular gender, so that kind of hits a topic in today's world. Yes. And Cyclops is just an ass. <laughs> <laughs> he's not that much of an ass. Not, or he's no, not, he's not as uptight of an ass as he used to be. Right. <laughs> not yet, <laughs> When he was that same age. <laughs> or or, not, or not, nothing like um, Emma Frost projects him to be, but that's another yeah, story. exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, I mean, that is the big difference, I think, with this one more than anything, because even for themselves, you figure Ms. Marvel, Spider-Man... No, and Nova and I guess Vivision at a point they were actually working with the Avengers right, so it's not yeah. like they, they are strangers that all united and kind of like, like what you said in your synopsis they, they you know after because uh, this is basis, this is off the heels of, of Civil War 2 right mm-hmm. that you know that they saw how the heroes were not getting along and they were kind of like going at it and they're like well you're supposed to be heroes helping people you guys are too busy fighting each other let's do our own thing kind of like what you said in the synopsis right um, do we like the way this is going so far I quite enjoy it though I can see what what they're trying to get across that whole message of they're, they're trying to t- uh, touch on a lot of topics of discrimination mm-hmm. and uh, racial hate. Um, uh, what else? Yeah, pretty much. Those I mean, make, just I mean, all the hot make, topics. Yeah. And I mean, I'm glad that they are. I mean, it's nice. I I really uh, we only read the first five, I and mean, right, number Paul, six just came out. You this past only week. read the first right. five. I read all six. Right, right. but um, Don't spoil yeah, it. yeah. but uh, it's I I have enjoyed it. I mean, it's definitely. It's simplified in the way, that's what I was all saying in the synopsis, they simplify it in the way they try and deal with the problems because right. they're trying to address the problem and deal with it as fast as you can in a comic book, especially a comic book that's not a series that's only about that. It's not like it's right. a special graphic novel or something. Um, I think it's really good for younger people. Yes. Um, adults, you know, people our age, older, whatever, you're going to see a lot of the cracks in that kind of storytelling because you're just like, well, that's just too cut and dry, you know, or... Yeah, but there is another side that you didn't address. You know, you know there's a you know that I, I happens guess, as, from an adult. I, side. I didn't think about that in regards to the subject matter that having it very cut and dry, it would have those problems later on. But I kind of like the cut and dryness of it. Oh, I love it for younger if, people. Like I said, for younger people, because if you think about it, if you address these issues, let's just pretend like you know reading just would change everyone's mind. 
um, you know, at a younger age. It's it sounds like, yeah, um, to just it's almost like saying, like, well, just don't be a racist. Sounds stupid to say that. But if you really think about it, if, if that message was in children's minds, yeah. then there just wouldn't be racism. Yeah. I mean, as an adult, we sit there and go, oh, but this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, yeah, but that's because we already have these things instilled in our it's minds. Learned, it's learned behavior. Right. right. But if you actually made it that cut and dry and simple for children, you really would stamp away a lot of these problems. Yeah. You know? You can say, Ralph? Um, I like the fact that also another message that they're trying to get around is that you don't have to be a superhero to right. affect change. Yeah. And the simple fact that when they go to... I forget the name of the country in the Middle East you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and they're like, no, the, the woman's like, no, we can't have you fight our battles for us because right. then it won't change anything. They need to see that we can stand up to them. Right. So that was, right. yeah. that was a great message. And, uh, was, and that, again, I really did, I enjoyed the first four issues. And we'll get to that fifth one in a moment. <laughs> but I enjoyed the first four issues, um, surprisingly enough. But like I said, it was still, there was also some weird, did anyone notice that it was just weird cuts? It was just like suddenly, you know, it would just be like, we're doing this cut to wherever else you are. And I'm like, what, did I miss a page or something? In yeah. Like, there was a, it was a few times that happened and I'm like, oh, it's just kind of awkward. So it just made the storytelling a little bit jagged. But again, nothing that will take you away and be like, it's, it's horrible. It was just weird. And how, and how about my boy doing the artwork? I'm Murder Ramos. Thank God he's improved. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, for those who don't know Umberto Ramos, he has a very exaggerated style. So it's it's almost like um, modern modern comic book drawing combined with manga, but the bad over exaggerated part of manga, right? With, yeah. with, 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 with a shocked face, with the small eyes and the big mouth, and the crooked face because that's going. You know, it's um, he's calmed that down a lot in this one, and in that I actually find him enjoyable. And the color palette that either he yes. or his colorist is using yeah. is wonderful. It's very vibrant. And I love we, it. Did we meet the colorist? No, we met the inker. At um, Comic Con, of this one? Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yes, because yes. he was, he was doing Venom. Uh, Venom. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of the man's name. It was hilarious because he's like, "Oh, I'm just an inker. Look at this." Right. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I think Joe. I think Joe had said that. Yeah. Joe, 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 the intern, had said way to that. go, intern. Yeah. <laughs> Piss off. Sh- yeah. Shout out to Joe, the intern, who says I never shout him out. Fuck you. I just shouted you out now. <laughs> we shouted well, you out and embarrassed you all in the same time. That's oh. right. He has been listening with his new job. He's just been. Uh, listening to our back catalog of episodes. Yeah, I know he's he's doing a project with that, which I'll get into um, next episode. Right. Um, but okay, so so we enjoy the art, we enjoy the color. Um, I did think. Uh, what did we think of the conversation? Because I mean, I, I brought it up only because it is one of those weird things. Sometimes when I'm what? reading this, and I'm like, yeah, you are a 50 year old white man that's trying to write multi multi ethnic, you know, hip conversation, and I'm like. I can feel a little bit of that '70s Marvel coming you know, through. You know, it's funny. That. I didn't. It didn't bother me as much. It did. Uh, where I would think there's sometimes where people do it in books and it feels forced, or it feels like like you're saying like um, not very genuine. It didn't. I, I really didn't pay attention to that. Well, there was a few, and I can't. I I, I meant to make a, an actual note of it. I can't remember. There's something that uh, Amadeus Cho said. I can't remember, and I'm like. Only your father would have said, like, and like, like, or maybe your grandfather would have please, said this term. You know, please let me know. Yeah, it was just one of those yeah. weird where I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what, what do you think, Ralph? Yeah, I, I thought the writing was pretty good. I did. Did you guys catch the the little nod to the old champions? What are you talking when? about? Uh, Don't tell me issue six can I'll smack you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, there you go again, Ralphing it up. When uh, when they're recruiting um, Amadeus Cho uh-huh. and he's in the mine. Right, and mm-hmm. then uh, he's holding up the mine, and they're making, they're formulating a plan to save the miners. And Amadeus says to Miss Marvel, "Can you hold it up?" And she's like, "She says, no, oh, yeah. I'm not Hercules." Right. Oh, yeah, that's I did. Right. that was funny actually. Uh, that's, that's pretty like, clever. Her, the, the only thing is that uh, it was really weird. Like you know, they the especially what was it episode um, issue number two, which was just an 
I mean, it's just overbearingly like exposition. Yeah. So let's just go around the circle and introduce ourselves and tell us exactly what our power bases are. Yeah. You're, you're like, and you've all worked together for the most part, so you kind of know that, <laughs> you know. But sure, we the readers don't know it, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, I thought I thought that was. I mean, like I said, it was it was for younger people you wouldn't notice it as much, but again, for older readers, I think you're like. Yeah, it was kind of forced. <laughs> I, I, but I mean, I guess I see. I mean, because the only ones that really worked with each other was Ms. Marvel, Nova, and Spider Man. Right. Hulk, Hulk has been working with them. Viv Vision has been working with them. Um, Cyclops definitely has been working with them. Right. So, so I think for um, and they were in that group. So I think that that that's apropos. Yeah. But it was also weird is that um, well, first of all, I, well, just a, a quick aside. I always think the entire Vision family is weird because you want to talk. <laughs> I mean, like remember how we complain about, or at least I complain about, like how many Spider Men you're gonna have because they basically all have the same powers for the right. most part. How many Flashes are you gonna have? They really all have the same powers. It's like. Literally, all the visions are exactly the same. I'm like, you're really very uninspiredly boring family. You <laughs> well, know? well, two are dead, so right. But what I'm just saying, though, but they all turn intangible, turn diamond hard, have the solar thing. But that, but then that's the thing. The vision she says, like that's where her power base is. And then in one of the things when she's fighting someone, she seems like she puts up this force field to protect them in, from bullets. And I'm like, you didn't mention that. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, part of the solar releasing of the solar energy. I that doesn't make sense. It's just formed <laughs> in a different way. Hey, well, I'll say this. I mean, I, I, um, I did notice that. I still, I enjoy. Oh, I still enjoy. Like, I don't want. I don't want anyone to think that I'm disliking. It. I do just things that I noticed because, again, I'm looking at it as an adult, and I can see this was clearly written for younger people, and I appreciate that. I'm not saying it's written for children per se. I mean, it could be. I mean, but I think under age of ten could still read that. It was. But it's wrong. kind of what you're saying about about comic books becoming. Uh, um, so so adult that kids aren't even able to read it anymore, right. which becomes an issue. You brought that up yeah. way, way and I, in the past. And I like that this one is written, and again, it's not written young. It's just written that anyone can, like I said, read it. And you can just jump on. Right, and, you know, and have a good time with it. Um, I did think that it's really funny, though, with as much as they're trying to do this whole thing about, like, you know, break stereotypes, da 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 and I'm like, okay, I'm all behind it. However, you, by issue four, uh, or was it five? No, issue five, you went to a small southern town where the hick white white <laughs> sheriff is oppressing minorities and i'm like dally you, you know and like the reason i bring that up is not beyond just the hypocrisy of it um you're using a stereotype to try and break stereotypes um is that also it in this day and age it's a little bit more noticeable because this feels like exactly what a lot of people complained that the democrats did during this election which is you're going to these small town meaning the readers that are in smaller towns that don't get a lot of right. ethnic diversity and you're using them as the bad people and trying to point out their flaws, That's a good point. which seems logical. But as we saw in the election, it also gets their um, their hairs up, right. and it makes you not want to read it or turn a blind eye to the thoughts. No, that's a good point. It's just an interesting thing in today's world where we've seen that work against us, right? You know? Well, you know, here down in Dallas County, we, we we love all folks, people, unless you're either you know. A different color skin than we are. Or... White, ivory, beige, <laughs> eggshell. You're all welcome here. <laughs> Damn. And, and you know you, you gotta love our, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But all right, all right. You know you can love whoever you want, just don't don't love them here. All right. One question before we go to ratings. Um, the, the, there's been like a a flip flopping of who should be the leader out of this group. In your opinion, who do you think? Who do you think you like as the leader of well, this group? Well, they decided on the leader. Yeah, but but, but they flip flopped for a little bit. And five, saying. they still hadn't really truly decided. No, they did. No, they didn't. No, no, not by. And the five, they had not. 
Yeah, they did. No, 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 they they, kind of mentioned, oh, he should be the leader, but he's not the leader. Right? Yeah, they still hadn't done it. But I mean, I, I mean, I agree with Viv. I mean, really, it is Cyclops. He is the one that has the experience being a leader. At the end of five, when they free themselves from the Atlantean ship, they decided that's four. That's four. Yeah, five is when they're they're fighting the sheriff in the town. Oh, that's right, Gwenpool. Yeah, with Gwenpool, which is the issue. I that's the problem. I I can't stand that character. At the end of four, they decided Miss Marvel should lead them. They said it. I don't think they had really come to a real decision. They did. They said Miss Marvel should no, be we'll double check. As, as, as much as we, we could debate this the whole time, let's just get to who do you think you would like to lead the group? Are you okay with Miss Marvel or would you want it to be somebody else? Well, I would say Cyclops has the experience of being a leader, but Miss Marvel has a more uh, objectivity than, than Cyclops has. You think so? Yeah, I think. Okay. Uh, Mike? Um, like I said, I think Cyclops is a good leader, but again, a good leader also knows that they need good counsel, and I think that's what Ms. Marvel should serve as. She, I think, would get, I think a little bit of the heart would get in the way. Sometimes leaders, you need to pull away from the heart, and I think that would be an interesting discussion, like if that comes to play, you know, like to say, like, yeah, it's it's great that you have this heart, but that's getting in the way of effectively leading a team sometimes. Right. So I just think, like, Cyclops should lead, but she should just be, like, you know, number one. After that, right? No, number one, <laughs> number one, number one. And, and just for the record, I, I definitely dig that the idea of young Cyclops being the leader. If it was right. like a, an older Cyclops, I mean, obviously he wouldn't be with his team, but you know, he's a, <laughs> he'd be banging all the chicks. Oh, yeah. Wow, <laughs> in his mind, like he did <laughs> in his past. All right, can we let's do a real quick um, rating for champions so far? Issues one through six. Well, for five. Me, Mike, one through five. Ralph, I give it uh, nine. Uh, broken Hulk hearts out of ten. <laughs> I'm, I was gonna give it also nine, but nine Hulk kissing other teammates out of ten. Mike, I give it seven and a half out of ten for our age group, but an eight and a half out of ten for the intended audience. I see what you're saying. Okay, all right, yeah. interesting. Yeah. All right, so there you have it, champions. Keep an eye out for it. No snarky or, or smart remarks here. So meaning he had nothing to thought of. No, 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 no. Because right, let's just go right into the main event, the, the the meat and potatoes of this. Let's now shift gears from the physical comic to on-screen characters, and let's talk about um, 20th Century Fox film Logan. And with a synopsis is MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Uh, why does everyone think I have a synopsis? I mean, I do, but I don't know why everyone thinks I have one. Alrighty. Uh, <laughs> Logan is the 10th installment in 20th Century Fox's X-Men film series. And even though this film is the third and final film in Fox's Wolverine franchise, it is not a sequel to either of the previous movies. Logan was directed by James Mangold, who co-wrote the screenplay with Scott Frank and Michael Green. Although the movie was hazily inspired by the Mark Millar and Steve McNiven 2008 graphic novel Old Man Logan, it cannot be stressed enough that the film has zero story or plot in common with the book. So for those of you that are still or have run out and grabbed the graphic novel just so that you're up on all the stuff for the movie. You just wasted your time. However, hopefully you enjoyed the book. Surprise. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Logan currently has a high Rotten Tomatoes score of 93% and a less impressive Metacritic score of 77 out of 100. Wow, that's a, that's a that, drop-off. Yeah, that's a huge drop-off. All right, synopsis. Put away the capes and tights and get ready for a road trip western about an aging cowboy in a world that no longer wants or needs him. Overwhelmed with guilt, remorse, regret, responsibility, and an Uber license, Logan provides care to a 90-year-old Professor X while reluctantly providing protection to an 11-year-old mutant girl. Although his healing factor has weakened, Logan developed a secondary mutation which compels him and everyone around him to say fuck in an absurd abundance. (laughs) 
With more blood and dismemberment than in a Quentin Tarantino wet dream, Logan was given an R rating and rides it like a whore finding the last erect dick on earth. (laughs) To be clear, if you take your preteen child to see this film, yes, you are a horrible parent and only have yourself to blame when you're being bludgeoned to death by your child on his or her 17th birthday. Yes, he has to be called afterwards. Uh, Can the once great Wolverine save the day and get to his next fare before Uber reduces driver's pay rates? Will the suddenly sassy Professor X get to smoke any of that pot he was growing in his Mexican safe house? Can Caliban use his ability to track down a mutant fashion consultant? (laughs) And does anyone know why X-23 speaks perfect Spanish with broken English, even though she was born and raised in the same secret lab with other mutant children who all speak perfect English? (laughs) Eh, who knows? Who cares? It was just a damn good movie. (laughs) All right. Starring Hugh Jackman as James Logan Howlett and X-24. Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier, Professor X. Richard E. Grant as Xander Rice. Boyd Holbrook as Donald Pierce. Stephen Merchant as Caliban. Daphne Keene as Laura, X-23. Elizabeth Rodriguez as Gabriella. And Eric LaSalle as Will Munson. All right. So before we get into it, can you please press that button that we pay so much money for? Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. You already know it. Steve Francis over at Stush Productions, thank you very much. And it's kind of funny that I watched you present for the first time. I didn't realize it's the F button on your soundboard. And I'm like, F for Francis, for Steve Francis. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it just be cheaper just to have him come over here than to have no, paid him for this? No, because then he'd bludgeon, him, he'd bludgeon us with all his other freaking critiques and comments. <laughs> I think that was really bad. <laughs> he didn't ask you, Steve. I'm going to have a spot of tea. <laughs> if he hears me he's gonna kill me he hates me to do that <laughs> alright so let's get into it Logan so this is Hugh Jackman's swan song as James Howell aka Wolverine did we find this swan song sharp or did it end up feeling a little flat <laughs> no, uh, the cat finds things funny that no one else does oh I'm sorry you guys didn't take music theory fuck you both <laughs> The only Aren't you an we artist? Song flat sharp. I, I'm, no, I, we we got it. <laughs> oh, we and, just didn't find you. Funny. A goddamn question. Okay, so so do we feel that low, that this because I mean the Wolverine movies in the past have been shit shows. The second one, which is coincidentally how one of our first episodes we ever done on a podcast, the Wolverine. Yes, it's funny how that. I mean, even though that six was, claws. That's right. That's the. That's where that comes from. That's right. The infamous six claws. So now the question is. Where does this stack up as a movie and compared to those? Nothing compares to those movies. Thank God. <laughs> no, this this this, I, this was just an excellent movie. It was. Yeah, I really just, enjoyed just myself. An excellent movie. It was really great, and it had that whole um, old cowboy western feel yeah. to it, which was really great. And I love the fact that they even had a scene from Shane playing in the movie. Shane, come back to me, Shane. For those of you that don't know, that is a really great western. I've never mm-hmm. seen it. So when I was watching it, I recognized Jack Palance, young right. Jack Palance. I was like, oh my God, I, I knew him right away. But I didn't know what the rest, what the Western was. So yes. I'm glad you Shane. said that. I, Shane, wow. Funny story. Oh, Shane. I saw that in uh, elementary school. You're old. Yeah. In DR? Yeah, in DR. Really? No. Oh, oh, I was going to say, they have technology? They have fucking electricity over there? Well, I was really smart at that age, so I just built them a TV. What, do you kill a gazami, build out of coconuts and shit? Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> platanos. Don't forget the platanos. But it is cool that they did um, put that Western in there. I totally yeah. agree. So, yeah. I, I quite enjoyed the film. The look- Except for how they used it at the end, though. I was not really... I, that was just forced. 
It was very, very, very ham-fisted. It was more than ham-fisted. Man. They, they had the ham, the cheese, the bread. <laughs> and they were fisting you with it? <laughs> exactly, yeah. But, um, but yeah, but I thought it was well done. I mean, the 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 tone of it, the the direction, the coloring, the, you know, just everything yes. was just, it was just really well done. And it's, and I'm going to jump to this point just really fast, only because I, be, I, I see it online and stuff like that. Look, enjoy what you enjoy, but just stop with the superlatives. I enjoy this movie, and you're going to hear me gush even more about it as we keep reviewing it. But no, this is not how every superhero movie should always have been. This is not the end all or the beginning. This is a movie that just happened to be really well done. You know, like if every superhero movie was like this, first of all, you'd be bored with all of them because you'd be like, they're all the same. And not I mean Superman doesn't work in this treatment you know right. like Wonder Woman does not work in this treatment the Flash doesn't even like none of these for heroes. specific heroes right. you need to have this kind yeah. of tone I mean this works for Wolverine particularly and Wolverine at this age you right. know Cause just wanted to get that off my chest because I'm not- just tired of hearing like oh it's the greatest this is exactly the way every superhero movie should be and I'm like no no <laughs> you're so fucking right Mike that is fucking awesome every fucking movie should not be the fucking same oh, so fucking let's- thank you you're fucking Ralph <laughs> so let's go to the, uh, let's visit the fucking elven in the fucking room then wow we should be, thank goodness we're not rated thank I, goodness what was the first line in that film just fuck, fuck. <laughs> like i'm like you know and again we're i mean obviously you've heard us before or if you haven't joined us before you've gotten to know that we curse a lot sometimes um we're not prude to it but i mean i like like i said you have an r rating but relax <laughs> you know i mean i've got a dick but i'm not jerking it off right now <laughs> well yeah because you put be it away sometimes <laughs> I was going to ask you, it's funny because that was a question I was going to say for later on, but I might as well do it now. I'm, um, do you feel like this R rating of, of the film, does it feel like a little a little pinch of salt you put in your soup? Or does it feel like a bunch of sugar you dumped into your Frosted Flakes? And it sounds like, obviously, you feel like it's a, dump, uh, a bunch yeah, of sugar. I, feel, I mean, they were, well, initially it was okay, but it just, like I said, they went way crazy it, with, you know. With the cursing, yeah, they, they, they were excessive with the cursing, but... The violence? The violence, it was necessary to have the r rating because well yeah for the violence it was but he's asking no. was it necessary to have that much violence right. even oh, with it because you can an have an r rating and you can just have a couple of things that are right really i mean like, like they just didn't stop yeah, they were, yeah, they they were, were like, like they were like is there a head that's going to be in this shot boom. put some spikes to it yeah <laughs> yeah it was it was excessive but i enjoyed it yeah i did enjoy it. i mean but there were times i mean i could see like a couple of faces here and there and i actually heard from a few people that saw it um even guys but and, and unfortunately you know it sounds a little stereotypical, but some of the females I've spoken to, um, they were just like, yeah, I kind of started like not looking at some of the violence after a while. It was just because it was just really over the top. And it's not like this is a movie preaching nonviolence. Yeah. You know, it's not like, yeah. you know, like, you know, a movie about guns and showing people getting shot. It's like you were just really violent, but there was no real preach to that violence. Right. And I think what's interesting about it is that. Um, People look at Wolverine for all the X movies and for the first two Wolverine movies, and you say, "Okay, a guy with claws who's known to be feral." You want to see what that what that ferocity looks like, and I think they kind of made up for all that time. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Like, Let's take all that shit he should have done in the movies yeah. and put it in well, one movie. Well, because almost, no yeah, almost every single time he was in action, he was in feral mode. You know, you're like, "Come on, dude!" I mean, you you do know how to take down people, like like you know, like even the initial fight. Like, if there would be one thing if he was somehow like maybe someone had a gun to someone else's head. And you felt like I've really got to take this down, but like 
you're Wolverine. You you fought through how many different wars? How many different masters you've had, you've learned? You could have just taken these people down with like probably three moves, <laughs> you know. Well, and remember, none of them involving your claws. Well, you know? also remember he's he's older. He's he's less patient. You know. I mean, right. also the fact that if he would have got shot, it slows him down, which right. makes the fight longer. So he's like, and, let's just end this now. And the sickness, so it has slowed him down. Right. No, no. I'm just saying though that like you know every scene did not. I mean agree. I but agree. again, did I enjoy it? Yes. But was it excessive? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely. Were we touching my leg? Bro? What was I going was, on? I was scratching myself. Right. Right. You was trying to scratch myself. When I think about <laughs> you, I touch myself. Ooh. Anybody who knows that song, please. I know that. Song. Please don't <laughs> sing it. <laughs> All right. So um, it's funny because you mentioned in your synopsis that um, this this tale about Logan. It, it it just the idea of old man Logan is the only thing that's close to the book. Yeah, like literally, has zero to do with the book. Yeah, and, and thank you. I was gonna say, did it work well? There you go. You, you feel like well, I, the book. Come on, it was well, a nice idea that just kind of kept going. Yeah. It yeah. was just a way for them to continue Wolverine after they had him covered in adamantium. Right. Well, no, well, no, 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 no. I'm talking before. about old man Logan. Yeah, old, yeah, not, not the old man Logan now. I'm talking about the actual graphic novel oh, okay. from 2008. The original one. Yeah. Okay. The reason why they got that, which I didn't realize that it was that. I knew that there was old man Logan before he got stuck in Adamantium, right. but I didn't realize there was a miniseries. I thought yeah. it was an ongoing comic series. Well, it was sort of ongoing, then it kind of wrapped and became a miniseries. Oh, it, was okay. that, it was that kind of a thing. I, oh, think I remember liking the art because Steve, Steve Mc, McIvan? Yeah. Oh, he's great. McNiven. McNiven. He's, he's freaking awesome. Yeah. I mean, I loved the movie. I thought I felt like visually it had a really good tone. And it's kind of the thing that Mike said about it that um, people say, oh, this is the way a comic book movie should be. The idea that it didn't feel like a comic book movie. You, you know, you had like maybe three heroes in it at most. Right. And, and, and it just focused on them. Right. Versus throwing all these other add-ins and laser yeah. beams and flying people. Right. You, you know, and... Well, they kept down powers to a minimum. Because you figure, except for... Uh, the effect that they use for Professor X, like, you know, just basically mind blasting everybody um, due to his illness. Other than that, you know, you just really had like robotics and the claws. I mean, you know, the the the, the team, the other children eventually came along with something, but it was towards the end and it didn't affect that much. I, I had heard that that's the reason because um, uh, it was originally stated that because really this Wolverine is in, I, I said it in uh, either the last or the two, two, two before podcast, yeah, ago, podcast yeah. ago, that um, Hugh, Jackman, Hugh Jackman himself has said that this is not the same universe as the other X-Men film. It actually is closely related to the last X-Men film, Apocalypse. Because uh. that, it's it's with, um, uh, what? what the, not Nate Gray, what was the, uh, um, um, who's Mr. Sinister? Oh, shoot. Whatever uh, his name is. But yeah. Mr. Sinister getting the samples Remember in um, yes. Age of Apocalypse? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Him getting those samples is where X-23 comes from in this movie. Nathan, so it's, Nathan Essex. Nathan Essex. Essex. There you go. Thank you. Um, so this one's a little bit closer related actually to the last movie as opposed to the other ones, even though they do mention the Statue of Liberty mission yeah. in this one. Because they're not saying that it's it, like, in other words, just like any multiple universe, it could have had similar stories, but, but also, it's just not the same world. Well, let's also remember that everything's changed after Days of Future Past. So yeah. all of the, you know, all of those right. former X movies are changed to a, to a degree anyway. Right. Because of that, yeah. Um, did did we like what they did with Professor X? I was very surprised what they yeah. did. You know, I was talking it about was, his illness. I, well, it was touching. I mean, it didn't. And it's again, I don't like it when you take uh, established stuff all the time and give everything a bleak outcome because we're just a bleak, depressed society. But that one, it was just really touching. You know, I have to say this, Sir Patrick Stewart. Thank you for your performance because this was 
very well done. And yeah. his last time as Professor X. He's, yeah. He said he's done also. Oh, I had read something where he said that he uh, would be willing to do more, but he also just may have been joking. Who knows? He's got to be getting tired of it you know, yeah. after a while, I'd imagine. And I was very surprised. Even though he has to sit down through the entire performance. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's real. He, well, he did fall out of the chair w- once and then. You know, that was it. That was, that was just. He had that, to, that was Hugh Jackman just shoving him out. Get out. He had, hit he, you. He did have to pretend his legs weren't working in, in the car when he was moving from side to side. <laughs> and, you know, he was just like. Hugh Jackman, carry me. <laughs> oh. oh, Jack, you're so strong. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not a bad Patrick Stewart. Oh, not bad. Don't do it again. <laughs> um, I'll say this. I don't like X-23 originally. I know as a character, I really found her kind of lame. I feel like she works in this timeline and as a kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here in this movie, it she works. works better than she does in the comics. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I have, I have two questions. Go. Who was the stunt person that did the stunts for her? Because whoever it was was really well. Patrick really Stewart. <laughs> that's, that's why, why, that's so why he had to sit down during his own performance. <laughs> really talented. Those, those the moves that the, the whoever it was yeah. was pulling off was crazy. If, yeah. if it was that girl, then she has a great career ahead of her. If not, whoever the stunt double is, props to you. Right, yeah. Question number two. Did they put adamantium on her whole skeleton? Because she's an 11-year-old girl. She's still growing. Yeah, I thought the same exact thing. Or was it just the claws? I'm assuming all over only because, again, they had cut in her legs and stuff like that. Remember you saw? And I'm like, she's still growing. You know that, right? That's going to just stunt her because I don't care what kind of healing factor you get. You're not moving through adamantium, you know? Right. So so I'm guessing it was just the claws. I would think so, too. But, you know, like I said, the fact that we saw her legs cut, you know, and like long Remember when they were, well, they were flashing she has, back? She has well, 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 they didn't show, also. Well, they oh, didn't, well, well, they didn't show a cut, cut all the way through the thigh. Then it showed no, but I just meant the like they, right, but the length of the shin. It wasn't like just a little cut, but like you know, like uh, Ralph just said, maybe it was just to get to the toe one. You also, know. also, exactly. Think about how long that blade was for the toe. Yeah, but no. It, wait, wait, hold on. It can't go up through the shin because then it would have to like go curve down the shin, down. curve, and then come out through the foot. Okay. You know, I mean, it just <laughs> it wouldn't make any sense. You know. I guess, but I mean, I, I feel like it worked better as her being a young girl in this universe. Yeah. When, when they introduced X twenty three, um, was that a well? Cl- in Nyx, a- it was she was okay. NYX. Oh, that's right. That was her actual introduction. That was much more oh, adult themed of right. a comic. Okay. It's once they made her mainstream, it was like you're just Wolverine with tits. I mean, I'm not, not belittling women, but that's all she is. I mean, like she has no other personality. Yeah. She was a genetic copy of Wolverine, right? You know. But I'm just saying. But it's not like like you know, besides the claw moving around. She had no other purpose. She was, I'm feral. It's like, yay. I like um, Professor X's explanation of why she has the claws. Yeah, that was a nice on one. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was, even though it was a little lame, I like, I was like, okay, you didn't ignore it. You explained right. it. And, and it was, was lame. Like, I mean, like, you could feel that they were trying to give a reason. I'm like, it was a push, but yeah. I liked it. I, I liked yeah. it. You know, it, it. It actually worked well, you know, but I'm like, okay. It, it was a, a funny, there's this um, uh, YouTube uh, series called Because of Science. And where this guy explains how X-23 is more powerful than uh, Wolverine. And the fact that she only has two claws on her hands. Because even though let's say that they have the same strength, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because she only has two claws, um, she has more slicing power than Wolverine with his three claws. Because the the power is is being distributed between those three blades. And since she only has two blades... Then it's that's uh, I see okay, that, that makes sense. Then the, the same amount of power is only being distributed between those two blades. I seriously thought you were gonna say that because the 28th day of the month comes and the blood <laughs> flows outward <laughs> gives her more power. But hold on, hold on. I use razor blades and I know my three blades work better than two when I'm trying to cut through my beard. <laughs> and, and, it's, and it was something she quattro for the other three. Yeah. But also don't forget, I mean I mean, whoever gave that explanation in their attempt to try and sound like they knew what they were talking about. 
remember, Wolverine and Austin Sheet, they can just put out as many as they want to. Yeah, I <laughs> so, understand that. So it's that. not like it's ineffective. It actually just gives him, you know. I understand that. He, and he made that yeah. point, too. He made the fact that with one blade, you can even have more. Uh, right. You'd be more deadly. But, I mean, it doesn't really make sense. It's not like these blades are weighing them down. And in, inside the body, same way. So it's not that he would have less effective cutting power. I mean, he, think about it. He's just able to cut through two things at one time. Yeah. You know? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, watch, I'm like, I don't think watch that works the video. Right. I didn't do justice of explaining. Right. <laughs> okay. Was that was that, that on the fly shit you told me about before you came to my house? We're talking about on the fly. Never mind. Never mind. Right. Super fly. Flies down. I don't have a zipper. Uh, whoa. Whoa. You're wearing jogging pants to a strip club. Well done, kid. Yes, sir. <laughs> Makes it easier for the champagne oh, room. Please stop. Okay. Let me ask you this, guys. Um, were you pleased? More bounce for the ounce. <laughs> if you're measuring in ounces, then that's pretty nasty. Um, were you guys pleased? With the twist of the whole death of all the other X Men, you mean the twist it, we never found out about? Well, they 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 hinted at it. Yeah, but that's a hint is not finding out something. Yeah, yeah but, but what I'm saying is, it, when you compare it to what Old Man Logan is in the comic, right. it's totally different. Right. You know, it's it's totally. Well, not. it was interesting that they uh, chose to make Charles Wolverine's burden. I mean, and and I say that not meaning that he hates Charles, but just that I mean he has a burden. I mean, you know, yeah. he has to take care he of him to and take kind of wait. Um, make sure that he doesn't have seizures. Right. But um he's made Charles his burden, but it's interesting that they decided, unlike in the book, to make the death of the X Men to not be Wolverine's fault. Right. Which, you know, to me was much more of the gravitas of why he would really not want to be bothered with things anymore would be that if if the death of his teammates were his fault. As opposed to being Charles's fault, even though again we assume that's exactly what happened because they don't get too much into it, you know. Well, I mean, it didn't bother me as much. I mean, I, I can see the point you're saying about the fact that in Old Man Logan spoilers in the in the book, he's the reason why none of the X Men are around because he kills them all because Mysterio right. um, disguises all the X Men to look like villains and he kills them all. Mysterio yeah. fishbowl head guy. Yep, yep. fishbowl head guy. Yeah, that, that that's another power one. of illusion. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, that's how I did in the book. The fact that they went here, I feel like that that's a, still a good reason to detach yourself because, like you said, like you told Laura, everybody that I care about dies. And the thing about it, it's almost like living a vampire's life. You watch everybody that you care about die, right. and, and and be murdered. You know, like murdered. It's just like it but must see, be too much to like be around anybody. But the thing though, like, like again, because they don't. I mean, they can't just start the movie by saying like you've seen the other X Men movies. Ignore them because that doesn't apply here. But Without a little bit of um, backstory, though, like, for instance, like, um, it's never said how many students were ever at that place. So, you know, we know that to be a school with, uh, yeah, you may have your main friends, but then they were like, you know, they, dozens upon dozens did, of didn't X-Men. They, didn't they run down numbers? They said, they said that over 600 uh, people were that, injured, and then the, seven, seven X-Men, seven X-Men, X-Men that were yeah. killed. Okay. So that's seven. Yeah, that but school the, has dozens of students all the time, you yeah. know. Yeah, but then they later on explained the fact that... Um, mutants were hunted down and killed and then that um that the same company was controlling the food in order to give people gene therapy right. gene therapy to prevent other mutants from being born right no but what i'm saying though but that's then doesn't make it neither professor nor logan's fault but that's what i'm saying is that like right whereas before you were just like wow could you imagine having killed all your teammates and you know your best friends people you've loved versus not only is he not responsible for the death the professor's not even responsible for all the deaths. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they kind of took a, a decent amount away, but didn't give you a lot of explanation for that part. How do we feel about the 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 the, the, the explanation that comic books are, like, exaggerated t- 
tales of, of history versus them being myths or fantasy. Kind of like the way Unbreakable was. Have you anybody seen Unbreakable? Yeah. 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 How Samuel Jackson said that the comic books are not really fiction. It's exaggerated tales of fact. Right. How, how do we feel about that? But that would just, I mean, think about this world. That would make sense. Jesse yeah. James. Yeah. I mean, you know, like yeah. he's, I mean, he's a real person, but we've exaggerated all the things he's done. All the Western heroes, you I know. Was, I was going to say Jesus Christ. Billy the Kid. <laughs> there you go. You know, but I'm saying, but all the Western heroes and villains, I mean, we've exaggerated all of their tales. It's nothing that we wouldn't do. And imagine yeah. having some people that literally were this colorful. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like zipping around, saving the day, or at least in my opinion, especially if I'm trying to sell something, I'm going to make them even more heroes than anything, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't mind that. I mean, I, you know, it didn't pull me out of the movie. You know, I, I was kind of hoping to hear like a little bit more uh, bashing. I, not that I wanted to hear it, but I was surprised that I didn't get more bashing from Wolverine about it. Okay. Uh, what I want to know is if that comic book that he was holding was an actual like actual issue. No. It wasn't? It, it, well, the artwork it, was by Casada and those guys. But, but it's, it's a stylized version of the original. Like yeah. like the one with Soren was, was on one. Yeah. So they're all like the stylized versions of the original comics. They're not the real comic. I, I checked that out. I was watching and I was like, oh, no, that's not it. That's not it. But it it's still the same look, the same font, but it's not the actual comic. Right. Okay. Which is weird. Like, why didn't you just? Because wouldn't <laughs> they have to pay Marvel for that? You mean Marvel Studios? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's would. already their character. I mean, like, I don't think it would have mattered. Yeah, you but, see, but you they're using real the artwork, though. Yeah, so you already have to but, pay the artist. But it's, uh, I guess. I yeah. mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe that is. The, yeah, because I'm wondering. Yeah. Um, another point: did the did the kids in this movie? And it's funny that it's the third movie of the Wolverine trilogy. Um, did these kids feel like the Ewoks? <laughs> you mean the highly trained assassin children that somehow couldn't think to stop and use their powers in a fight? <laughs> I'm just like looking at this and I'm like, okay, the movie just slipped a little right here. Yeah. <laughs> like it was right there when that movie, luckily it was towards the end, you know. Well, none of them were bulletproof and they're scared of bullets. Not bulletproof, but I mean, like for instance, they're just running. They, again, I noticed I used the word highly trained. Yeah. Their whole, they, and we're not even talking about like a cursory class like, Oh, math, science, how to beat up somebody. Their entire training well, was to kill. So, you <laughs> you know, know. You're making an assumption. They said they had a whole bunch of them, right? And uh, the ones who were highly trained decided that they didn't want to fight. And that's what caused them to decide to get rid of all the X-23s. Right, you've been but trained to fight. You don't know if these, all of them have already, because the ones that we saw were already older. So the ones that, that, that were f- trained to fight were older. No, but Laura is younger old, than Richter. He's she's younger than Richter, but right, she's but older she, than than the other ones. She seemed around the same. I mean, they didn't seem that. I mean, there may be one of them, but none of them seemed that much younger. Than Little, me. Not you, to mean, me. you mean Chunky Black Lightning? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he looked like he was like, like eight or nine. Looked like his weakness was ho hos. <laughs> <laughs> How good I get one. <laughs> One of those. Well, that was actually, I brought that up to, um, because I was talking to uh, somebody at the gym who, uh, I, I mean, we were talking about, like, you know, the, 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 uh, the amount of people that were in there, you know, and how it was still a lack of diversity. And I said, and the funny part is, I said, they did put a black kid in there and they made him this chunky black kid. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, what are you really trying to tell us here? You know, it was just an odd little thing of diversity. But um, I don't know. I, mean, I just thought it was just weird that they didn't stand their ground at any point until like like even when they're captured i'm like well you're captured but you're not even trying to escape <laughs> well and, and then they all faced their greatest weakness 
tripping over air. <laughs> were they were they all like you know pretty women in horror films? They all as they were my running. Heels. Oh my god! As they were running, they were like, uh, "Oh, stop! There's nothing there, yeah, but I, I tripped." Yeah. Oh, I, I'm like, what is wrong with you, kids? Um, what it, do we think of Donald Pierce? Now, anyway, I mean, I for, only for that, yeah. people that know Donald Pierce, because this is definitely not the Donald Pierce we know, right? Because he's just a dandy, like you know, he's a tough murderous son of a bitch of a dandy but he's very much like you know one step away from on the battlefield having tea and crumpets you know like, <laughs> while he's talking about your mother politely donald pierce was the no uh, well, he was, i'm sorry he was the robot but uh but like i said he was uh, um do you ever read the uh, the first one we originally meet the hellfire club with the dark phoenix saga no oh okay um but like i said he was just he was like i said much more of a dandy you know right. he hated mutants because he wasn't one so, because man, he's just a, he's a cyborg. So I guess that that makes sense. That whole see, I'm enhanced too, right? Well, remember he's part of um, what did they call him? The Reavers. No, but not just the Reavers, but what is it? The uh, oh, um, transigen. He's yes, transigen. The Reavers were transigen's first attempts of creating mutants. No, of creating, of creating just right. difference. Oh, and, you know, okay. of enhancing life basically. Okay. So that was the first thing, which makes sense. I mean, think about it. The first thing you're going to try and do is do it mechanically, yeah. and then you're just going to move on, you know, genetically on time. So they were the first around the people. And also Donald Pierce, he took over the Reavers, but he was not a Reaver originally. He was okay. just a cyborg. I think he actually made the Reavers, didn't he? I, I mean, or, did, or did Mojo make the Reavers? I, I thought Mojo made the Reavers, but I could be wrong because uh, yeah. I'm not as as up on the Reavers as I, as I used to be yeah. because that that's late 80s X-Men. Yeah. And I started getting into them like late, late 80s, early 90s when Jim Lee was doing the artwork. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I like the villains well enough. Um, I enjoyed Donald Pierce. I thought it was a, a good take on him. It was a very interesting take. It was, it was very different, but I found him very menacing, and I and I liked yes. it. You know. Yes. What do we think of Caliban? Oh. I, 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 I was trying him. to remember how the how the Caliban was in um, the last X Men movie. Apocalypse. Yeah. Just like everything else in the movie, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> the actor, he's hilarious. Oh, he was. He was I'm sorry. The, oh, the Stephen Merchant. Yeah. Yes. And they said he's tall. He's like yeah, he's, six. He's six. really Steve tall. Steve Merchant guy. was, oh man, he, he had a t- TV show on HBO. Yes. Yes, I know exactly yeah. who he is. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. I saw his, his Joel it, was telling me it's about um, that he, he like, being pretty, single. Yeah, and he goes, he's like, he just goes to fail, like, like trying to pick up women and he fails all the time. Miserably. Oh, yeah. Miserably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steve Merchant is very tall. Yeah, I think like, he said like six, six. So they were like, you know, not only is he taller than Wolverine, I mean, obviously he towers over the professor who's sitting down and then next 23, they're like, just comes up to his knees, basically, you know. <laughs> Yeah, but I I enjoyed Caliban. I really can't believe Hugh Jackman's I really can't believe pretty tall also. Huh? Hugh Jackman's pretty tall too. Yeah, I think he's like six six. Two, yeah, I'm like gonna know me like six two six three. Yeah. yeah, you would know. Yeah, it's, it's not my fault. You were in, inside the office and I happened to go get some coffee. <laughs> and, um, but what? I mean, I thought he was he was a good. Uh, I thought Caliban was a good character. I thought like it it brought a, a, a decent touch of humor. Um, without and going it, crazy, it, it with, without Ryan Reynolds in it. Um. But I, but that's the thing that was really funny because I was I, I was mad initially when we saw Taliban meet Donald you know get, trying to get, dispose of Donald Pierce and then you know Donald Pierce does something to him and he came back and I'm like if you kill him off screen I will fucking kill you all you know like <laughs> and then to see him come back and how they were using it, I was like oh okay we're good yeah it was good <laughs> um, what did you think about the the post credit scene versus the pre credit scene speaking of Ryan Reynolds. There's a the we waited literally until the lights no, no, came no, up. I'm, I'm sorry, pre-credit screen versus the post. You mean having it pre instead of post? Right. Thank you. So um, I mean, it was funny. It went on way too long, and that's the short version, by the way. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Um, Ryan Reynolds actually has put the longer version. I think they said on his site or wherever, but it's the shorter version. Like I said, it was funny, but it was one of those like 
you, your joke could have it, it kind of really it could have actually just ended in the phone booth actually <laughs> like you know that was just funny enough and it was one of the but it was cute and oh. we now know officially that Nate Summers if we it's were shocked soon. before is coming so uh, cyber, uh, cable, cable for those that yeah. don't know Nate Summers and I know Ralph was like in, in his glee and ecstasy him and Joe that shit was hilarious come on <laughs> it was funny it was funny and then it wasn't <laughs> it just went on too long you know? just a simple fact wait a second is that a phone booth? What's the phone booth doing on it? I thought they got rid of them in 1998. <laughs> now, um, let me say this as we we're getting ready to wrap it up. It's funny that I, I think it was appropriate that they put it before and not after because if you were to put that after, like as a post, yeah. they would have took away from how heavy yes. and how, how serious the ending was. Right. So uh, how, how do we feel about the ending? I thought it was perfect. Yeah. Oh, it, great, ended, it ended how it had to end. A great way. Yeah. Great way. My question and is... And just like in the Batman v Superman movie, did you see the gravel moving above? No? no, no, no nobody else saw <laughs> no. that? No. <laughs> the rocks were still as fuck. <laughs> uh, do you know what song she was quoting when uh, X-23, what she was saying? She wasn't. She was quoting Shane. That's why I said That's it was, that, was that, that was ham-fisted. Remember the oh. very last part of Shane we saw when he's just like, you know, there's no more guns in the town. That's, 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 why, what that well, that's why I'm okay. saying. I'm like, so she, first of all, barely speaks any English. But yet she memorized an entire <laughs> section of a movie that she was just watching off the cuff and had no idea she would need to talk about later. She was re- <laughs> she, she was remembering it when they, when when they were in the apartment in the in the hotel room and they were all they were watching due to the effect. That's what happened. <laughs> that was that. Well, she, she does have that uh, you know um, regenerative memory, so it just never goes away. Oh, yeah, that's how it's working. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's why I felt like that ending for her was just it was hamfisted because I'm like. Look, no, I agree. Let's put it this way: I watched the same movie. I mean, right now with you, meaning I watched Logan. I don't remember the quote. (laughs) (laughs) You know, my question was: anybody else annoyed when she first started talking? I'm like, God damn! Bitch, just bring the clean towels. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like, it was appropriate. He said, "Just shut the fuck up." Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, "Thank you." <laughs> that was annoying. All right, so um, should we? Oh, I'm sorry, you got another point. Go ahead. No, I mean, just what did we think about? Uh, now, do you think that it's worth them extending? Uh, not obviously like Logan too, but I mean like taking the kids and stuff like that and extending that into, but what happened to them afterwards? No. No, um, no I mean, I agree, but I'm just kidding. Do you feel that, that that's <laughs> Absolutely it? not. I mean, they could do like a little short film showing how them transitioning in Canada okay. or something like that. would be it's, nice. It's not Disney where we have the short film. <laughs> It'd be cool to see though. Like, you know, some, something like two years later or something. Then well, especially if, they, well, it all depends on how it works because I don't think X-Force will be in the future, but, because um, this is that this is like what the year 2029 yeah. this takes yeah. place. So, Unless X Force takes place in the future, then that wouldn't be appropriate, you know. So what are we gonna watch? Um, a freaking uh, the, the black kid with his ho hos in the in the fucking forest. Figure, <laughs> I got no many ho hos. What am I gonna do now? No, we'll see him and his two fingers from all the amputees from diabetes <laughs> shooting lightning from the remaining. Oh, <laughs> he just go like that, give him the shockers. <laughs> all right, let's get to it. Um, let's rename the film. I'll go first because Ralph always complains I do that. <laughs> Um, Damn right, Logan slicing, dicing, and swearing kept it pretty simple. Ralph, Logan, Shane. I mean Logan, Shane. No, Logan, Shane, Logan. There's a top of the head thing again. (laughs) Mike, I call it Logan. Remember how good this film was when you watch our next shitty superhero films. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's go for the ratings for this movie. Ralph, what do I gotta go first? Because, because. All right, I I give it, 
I give it eight <laughs> out of ten. Well Ooh, done. Eight out of ten. <laughs> yes. All right, eight out of ten. Mike. I give it nine. Holy shit. <laughs> I give it nine. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> Motherfuck. Out of ten. <laughs> you missed one. No, that was nine. <laughs> I'm going to give it eight pus-filled knuckles where Adamantium is supposed to be out of ten. <laughs> oh, I, I, I know that you're... I, I think he's dead in the cornfield by this point, but Big Kev, if you're listening, I don't want to hear again that I hate everything. Evidently, <laughs> evidently these two watch this fantastic movie and come along like, eh. <laughs> I've seen better. <laughs> oh, you mean you, well? The only one who's gonna be complaining is Tom. He's gonna take another date there, and then all of a sudden <laughs> complain about it. <laughs> well, I've warned you. If you're taking the, oh, you know, like, oh, Tom, it's great to see you. By the way, I throw up at the sight of any blood, even face. <laughs> Let's go see Logan. I heard it's great. <laughs> then that'll be on you. <laughs> Warning, Tom. This movie's bloody. <laughs> so there you have it, Logan. I guess X marks the spot. But don't go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next. Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. Hey, comic fans. Cheyenne and Bosch here. If you also happen to be into larger-in-life heroes and tights, a.k.a. professional wrestling, then head on over to 4 for the latest and greatest in the world of wrestling. Bosch and myself thinking behind the scenes to past and present with all your top wrestling promotion and news. So listen, visit 4LifePodcast.com, download us on iTunes or Stitcher, and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at 4 Podcast. Because when you listen to your podcast, you listen to it. Four. Now back to the cap, Ralph the Tech, and Mike the Finance Guy. Meanwhile, 22 pages later. Geeks on the go. Now we're more R ratings. <laughs> what were we before? We're more R rating now. We were actually PG 13. I don't think so. Oh, hell no. <laughs> have you have you not um, saw a super black love? It's like date waving in your mouth. My bad. We were triple X rating. Sorry. Oh, no. We're not triple. So we're NC-17. We're probably NC-17 now. Yeah, sure. There you go. All right. So there you go. You, you know you know what's going on. Now we're triple X. <laughs> oh, my God. I just feel like throwing up in my pocket right now. All right. You know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we rarely make it under a minute. But we're near episode 100. I think we have to break the barrier. It's like opening the seal when you got to go pee. <laughs> every time, every time that, like, you don't got to pee until like you pee once and then all of a sudden I'm like, I got to pee like five times. I'm not. No, my blood is an old man problem. That's an old man problem. Fuck it both. <laughs> Ready, set, go. Name another X character that's deserving of his or her own solo movie. Ralph. I couldn't decide between Nightcrawler or uh, Cyclops. Okay, Mike. Long shot. And if you disagree, oh. screw you. <laughs> <laughs> screw you. You know I hate long shot. <laughs> How do you feel about movies that have a post-apocalyptic theme? Fun, depressing, or played out, Mike? Most have played out, but I never get tired of seeing people eating out of skulls. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, Ralph. Fun, depressing, or and played out? Yeah. Fun, depressing, I played off. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Name a Marvel or DC character that took the mantle of an existing character and has handled it very well. Mike. Sandman. Neil Gaiman took a lame DC character and literally made him immortal. All right. Oh, Ralph. Miss um, Marvel. What, uh, Ms. Marvel like now? Kamala Khan now? Yeah, yeah she's, she's good. pretty good. Yeah. All right, and last question. Do you find Negan of The Walking Dead redundant in the way he's being written in the show? Ralph. Uh, 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 Fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> Almost. Almost. 
What do you mean by redundant? Meaning like, that like it's the same shit over and over. You know, um, there's no like the first time you watch it is interesting, but then after oh yes, know, oh here's my Lucille. She's getting hungry. Whoop! I'm gonna hit you over the head with the bat. <laughs> you dead? <laughs> uh, here's, Lucille's hungry again. Whoop! Oh, you're dead now. I guess you agree. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mike, I think written. He's Negan is written with so much crazy variety that after a while, almost anything he does becomes redundant. Except for anal with Lucille, because that's always unique. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's pretty yuck. <laughs> what, the reason why I brought that question up is shout out to my friend Phoenix Carnival. She's a podcaster and actually uh, a TV analyst for MMA. Her favorite character is Wolverine, but she also likes Walking Dead. And she's the one that if you ever go on Facebook and if you're following me, me and her always arguing with Walking Dead. She's like, oh, my God, Walking Dead's been such a horrible season this year. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Really? And she's like, yeah, because I, Negan's I, so redundant because swear this and this, that. And, the, and she's like, it, it's the same thing over and over again. That's why I threw that question out there. Okay. Yeah, I completely agree with her. Walking Dead is such a horrible series. Boo. <laughs> Let, let's look at your track record of all the well, shows. Join could... me when I'm the only one allowed to be on the show <laughs> next week. <laughs> Because, I mean, she brought that up and I was like, I can't believe what you're saying. Now, I can understand that maybe it's not as new or it's not as, um, um, the, the, the shock value is not there anymore. But it's still, he's still a pretty good character and it's still pretty interesting. Yeah. He's more interesting than the governor. He's more interesting than, she, and, and, and to, now she actually gave me an alternative. Some people give me the argument and go, this sucks, but won't give me an alternative. Okay. She told me she liked Shane better as a villain. Uh, I mean, Shane was effective for what he was, but I mean, his villainy only just went down to the fact that I want to sleep with your wife again. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like he, his villainy, that was really where it was, you know. <laughs> so he was just horny. Pretty yeah. much. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, mean, in the apocalypse, you, when you, you figure, got pussy like that, you know, you yeah. got to get for it. And, and you figure, like, you know, after a while, if he had had Lori and then she would have just become a nagging wife, he would have been like, you can never back. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm a good guy again. <laughs> I turned face now. <laughs> okay, so shout outs. Anybody with shout outs? Ralph? I like to shout out the man above me. Oh, the man above you or the man above, comma, you? The man above, comma, me. What are you above? I'm above everything. Above it all. Ooh, he's smoking some good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he's Chichi Chong in right now. And that explains why he forgets so many shows. <laughs> you Wait, said that, Mike? This is a show? Oh my god. <laughs> Mike, you have any shout outs? Um a shout out to Ruben who for the billionth time I've had to tell this man that we are on uh Google, Google Play. Play. <laughs> I, I was there when you told him. Ah, <laughs> uh, slap him around. But no, keep listening, man. I'm glad you're listening. Jamal it was great running into you about a week or so ago. Hopefully you're still listening. Yeah, shout out to Jamal. He says he's got something from me and Ralph. He's coming by Tuesday to drop it off. Ooh. If he wait, heard- wait, you better drop off something else for me too. <laughs> no, no, no. I was like, if if my ranting and raving has brought us some stuff, keep it coming. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else there? Um, shout out to all the people that just love me and the sound of my voice. <laughs> all six billion of you. Uh, zeros in the wrong direction, bro. <laughs> Decimal points weren't your thing, huh? All six billionth of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I got one or two shout outs. Shout out to Joe the intern. He actually pointed out to me, um, he was like, you know, I don't want to take away from his fire from next show, so I'm not going to say anything, but he pointed out that some people swear they don't get shout outs, but they actually do. And he's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, but you don't listen. And so now he's listening. So now 
<laughs> oh, he's, he's listening with a passion. Yeah, listening with and, a passion. And he says it's funny because he's he's listening in reverse order. Yeah, he was telling me about that. So he's like, it's it's funny to hear us seem like so negative or like be let down by a movie and then the episode before we're optimistic like oh man <laughs> i can't wait to see this movie yeah, he's talking about the killing joke he, he gave that example he goes you know i was listening to it and you listen to your killing joke review and it's like oh it sounds so great but <laughs> really no, i'm sorry that, that before the review he goes, okay. when you hear the actual review oh. it's like you know we fucking slam oh, that. That's what Hollywood does to us. <laughs> makes us old and surly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it makes us regret seeing that thing we were hoping to see. Yeah. All right. Um, also, shout out to um, Bosch and Cheyenne over at 4 Life Podcast. Hope things are going well over there. Um, also, shout out to, oh, oh, of course, shout out to Johannes. Um, Johannes! Sh- showing off his Semla. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by, by the way, we meant to tell you, Semla stops uh, on the Fat Tuesday before Ash Wednesday, so there is no more Semla till next year, Ralph. You bastards! But it was you delicious. bastards! <laughs> it was it, it, delicious. It's pounds you didn't need, so that's okay. Same way, I shouldn't have had it. I will be the judge of the pounds that I need. <laughs> And of course, shout out to my wife. I love you. Good job with everything. And thank you for being very supportive recently. The past couple of weeks. Have that been... means he's done something really bad. <laughs> no, no, no. Gigi, no. you can call off the hitman now. He's sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you don't. when you're married to a Puerto Rican woman, you don't need a hitman. <laughs> <laughs> As if she'll do it herself. And Absolutely. The cops I... will never f- figure that it's her. Why do you think we have so many knives in the house? <laughs> for, for her, it's for assault. And for me, it's for protection. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I found the knife in the toilet. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't even have a joke for that. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe we'll just end the show like that. That's how you want to end the show? Yeah. <laughs> a knife in the toilet? Knife in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so for MFG Mike, the finance guy, RT Girl, we're off the tech. This is the cap saying, keep it geeky. And in honor of episode 100, using my best Hulk Hogan voice, what you gonna do when episode 100 comes wild on you? Comes wild on you? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.